Hello, people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. Hello, people. Welcome back to the show. We have some special guests today on our post-Gamageddon extravaganza. Well, I can't talk. That's okay. So we have the always-present Radis. Hello, hello, people. (laughs) Uh, we have a, another returning guest, uh, that being Jason, since this was kind okay. of his his uh, brainchild and his birthday party. So, hello, hello Jason. Internet. And then uh, for the first time joining us, we have our uh, good friend Ryan, who is a game aficionado and creator. So that is pretty awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All hey, right. everyone. So a few episodes ago, we talked about you know kind of our favorite board games and you know, how we got into it and all that. And, and we, uh, you know, kind of um, alluded to the fact that uh, uh, Jason was ha- going to have a birthday. And it was a, it was a board game extravaganza. Uh, played quite a few games. Uh, some of them I had never played before, which was a lot of fun. Um, so I figured we'd just kind of jump right into it and, you know, kind of talk about the progression of the games we played. So who wants to jump in and talk about what we did first? Besides first off, I... <laughs> Well, first off, I mean, it was a great time. I was glad all of you guys were able to make it. Plus, we had uh, Dave and Quinn there as well. Played a lot of games. Uh, I would have liked to have played more, but time's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Always. And, and really quick, before we move on, I kind of want to say, Jeff, what's up, man? You never show up. All right, let's keep going now. <laughs> um. But yeah, like the whole idea was wanted to farther kind of get together with way, some man. friends, celebrate games, have a good time, eat some good food, um, have a couple good drinks, and I think that was accomplished. Oh, definitely. Um, so agreed. Yeah. So um, you know, we played a, we played a lot of games. Um, I'd say, uh, well, we'll we'll save the the we'll save the the two big highlights. But um, so uh, I know that. Um, I played a get the gosh now I'm forgetting what it's called Shards of Infinity I believe it was I played a, a round of that with Quinn if I'm not mistaken and he beat me because I sucked yep. at it um, which hey that's just how the cards drew um, but while I was playing that you guys were playing something else what was that that you guys were playing so Radis and I were playing Ryan's game Drakkar Tactics oh yeah. And- I'm going to let Ryan kind of lead off and talk about it a little bit, and then Radis and I can kind of jump in and give some of our highlights. Yeah, it's his, it's his brainchild, so, I mean, let's jump into it. I mean, this is, this is what we do here. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, well, first off, it's been shortened. Now it's just Drakkar. Um, we started off with Drakkar Tactics because uh, me and Brian both love Final Fantasy Tactics, and we're like, that's a cool name. Um, but Drakkar just sounds better for a board game we decided and it's a little easier um but yeah so it's a viking strategy game uh it has a lot of elements of other games uh primarily being like chess um because of the grid movement and you have the uh classic wooden pieces i carved all the pieces out of wood because i wanted that classic just um feel to it um and then it also has, people have said Battleship because it's a hidden placement game, meaning you don't get to see where your opponent's pieces are going to be at, at the start of the game. Um, but then it also has uh, 
cards so hand management where you can play cards and kind of throw things off a lot um but it's just a it's one of those games i really love games like that with the strategy where you have to constantly be thinking and changing up your strategy and it's um plus we wanted to for our first game we wanted it to be a high replayability so that you could literally just keep playing this game and it's always going to be different and on top of that different types of setup um again where it's it's not like chess that you always set your pieces in the same position they can literally be put in a different position every single game um so that alone changes it up but then it's also with the grid movement uh the pieces do uh have semi they have an amount of movements but they don't have uh technically like spaces you know it's not like the knight in chess where he can only do the you know two two one way and then up or down or you know whatever you want to call his little movement but uh you know it's not something like that but they have different movements and attacks um and you have chieftains which the whole point of the game is to beat the other players chieftain uh that was another thing that we were that we don't like about chess is you know in, in chess the king it's like yeah protect the king the king doesn't really do a whole lot they're not that strong of a piece and you, they just kind of sit and hide until the end of the game and they actually have to fight whereas ours with it being a viking game and you know vikings were just these fierce warriors so we wanted um brian said it best when he um when he kind of came up with the description of the chieftain, he said that he wanted it to feel like a boss, not, not a king. He wanted it to be a boss at the end of the level in like a video game where when you get to the chieftain, it's not like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. Um, he's quite possibly the, the uh, strongest piece in the game. So uh, that's the whole point is to take the chieftain out. And then you also have uh, berserkers, shield maidens, and archers. Uh, they all have their own abilities and things that they can do. And then, like I said, there's also cards that can get played and, um, you know, add in a few other features to the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll kind of stop there so you guys can, you know, <laughs> say whatever you want to say. Well, if, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah. uh, Jason and Ray just played it first. Am I, am I right with that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so we, yep. we kind of took the initial game that night, and uh, hats off to Radis. He dominated me. Uh, it took me a little bit of time to get the feel of the game and kind of how uh, the pieces and your strategy kind of melded together. Uh, he also got a card that allowed him to move his boat to start with that threw off my entire strategy from the beginning, and I just never recovered. Uh, but with that yep. being said, I had a lot of fun with it. Ryan, I agree that it definitely has some chess elements to it, but also very different. Uh, you know, when I think of chess, I think of moving pawns on a board and then like checkers moving into them or over them. And this isn't that. Your pieces have attack values that when you reach those other pieces, there's an exchange and battle and then those pieces can move away. You're not simply just capturing that piece and that piece is off the board. You also have characters that have ranged attacks, so you have to take that into account. So it's not just simply moving around a board and trying to capture pieces. There's a lot more what you call tactics to it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's that's one of the things we yeah. love about it is because uh, we, we try to mimic what a battle is like, and it's just, you know, battle is chaos, and you don't know what the other person is going to do. So it's just constant, ever-changing, evolving. Uh, when that screen goes up, and even at that point when you first see your opponent's uh, placement, 
it's kind of like, oh shit, like I'm totally not set up for that tactic. I need to completely reach, you know, rethink my plan right from the get go. So we, uh, we love that, that aspect of the game that it's just constantly making you think and plan. And, and then yeah, there's, and I think what you guys really did is you, you grab that chaos, but the rules are laid on such a way to where it's not overwhelming. You know, a lot of games that want to get into chaos, it can get real overwhelming. Those first couple rounds, you'll lose a more casual player. Whereas I think you guys have developed that game very well to where people like us who are really into the strategy games and who are used to looking at a board and thinking nine steps ahead, go, okay, there's a lot Mm -hmm. to this game. But at the same time, someone sits down and goes, okay, I hate those kind of games. There's enough chaos and randomness to it where they don't feel that they're at an utter disadvantage right off the start. Um, I know Jason said that I dominated him, but, you know, that was the first game, luck of draw cards. In a, you know, best out of three, who knows, I may have just gotten wiped off the next two times. So, I don't know. That's like I really enjoy the game. I think it's it's well-developed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the concepts behind it and just, like, the intricacy of the pieces and a lot of those – trying not to spoil a whole lot because you guys really haven't gone real public with it but it's definitely something out there oh no you guys can say whatever you want game. at this point we're we're in definitely pickup mode and okay. let's tell anybody and everybody we can okay <laughs> okay well like i was saying that that day just the the addition of you know you don't have to track hp because you're you're developed you have developed the you know the arrow markers in each piece you know, not only is that a very simple way of being able to go, okay, that piece has one more hit and they're dead, but fits the theme, the thematics of the game so well. And it's just an interesting little addition that you don't see in most games. Most games either put a little hit marker next to them or you've got some kind of a little piece of paper to write, oh, that guy's taken two. But just the, the addition of those arrows into the shield and into the back, just it, it fits the theme of the game. And just I don't want to say it takes you into the game even more because it's not that kind of a game but just makes the game feel that you can definitely feel the love for that setting, not just the rules of the game, but the setting itself to keep it not generic, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. The arrow markers is one of those things. Uh, Actually in like our very initial play tests, I, um, I played with a few people from work um, and uh, it was just, you know, it was just like a random kind of board game night at the house. And I asked if they wanted to play. Everybody's like, yeah, sure. Um, and they're not avid gamers by any means. And it was just hilarious to hear people uh, at one point because I had two games going. Um, and one was in like our kitchen and the other was in our living room. So I was a little bit spaced out and I was trying to bounce between both and try and help people with like rules and explaining and that. And just randomly, I, I remember at one point it was just so funny because I hear one of the girls yell out like, no, I shot him. I want to stab the piece. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <They> just, <good. laughs> she just loved the, she, she just loved stabbing the yeah. arrows into the pieces and like, yeah, I got your guy. I get to stab him. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, yeah. I, I ended up playing. I, it, I ended up playing it uh, after those guys. I played it with my uh, brother-in-law Quinn, who will never be on the show because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to say anything he'll regret, which is fine. Good for you, buddy. But um, you know what? When we were playing that game, it's. It, I mean, there's so many different pieces of strategy to it because you know you have your cards and you have the what is it? You can play two cards at first, and then potentially a third card once you knock out enough of their players. Is that correct, or was it four? I can't remember that part uh, of it. 
you can play three initially and four That's once you is. knock out enough. Yeah, yep. and and so part of you know part of the strategy could be to wipe out some of their smaller pieces, right? Just so you could have that opportunity to use the extra card. But at the same time, if you start doing that, maybe that backfires because they you know get an edge on you a different way. So I mean, the the cards definitely keep it random. And once you, I mean, the way I feel about it is once you know once I played would play the game, you know probably three or four times if i don't have certain cards in my hands and they haven't played them yet i'm going to be i'm going to be worried about those so that's like another aspect of the strategy that that goes with it but at the same time you know you're talking about you know uh you know extreme gamers or or avid gamers versus the the very casual players right that don't they don't normally play games maybe not even ever a strategy game maybe monopoly is their wheelhouse right well I mean, for crying out loud, like I think brand new people to to gaming could play this game and still have a shot of winning because you know once you figure out a couple of the mechanics, I mean it's it's anybody's game, which I which I like. So I feel like it's going to be one of those games that you know like I, you know we're going to keep going to chess probably, but like chess, you know you can you know play them a million times, but different opponents have different styles and. You know, it's it's going to be one of those games. It's going to take you know tons and tons of times to quote master it, and even then, somebody else who is a master would probably you know be able to take you at one out of three times, maybe you know, because that's just the way it works. And I like that because that you're right. Bat, you know, war is chaos. It's that's what it is. So kudos to you, bud. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, thank you. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> happy you guys really enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah, and the. Like you said, just going back to chess, that was actually a conversation that me and Brian had at one point was I was saying um, as we were developing it that obviously not with the cards and all that, which we do have, we just call it classic mode where it doesn't have any cards and it's literally just the pieces. Um, And that's all it is. You're just playing with the strategy of the pieces. And that's an entire game in itself. Um, And we had the conversation, you know, just kind of that hopes and dreams uh, type of thing. It's like, man, what if if this becomes the next, like, chess club? Like, what if there becomes Drakkar clubs (laughs) in high school? Like, how cool would that be? That'd be Um, awesome. (laughs) So, yeah. It was, it was one of those where I was like, yeah, I was like, this could be, you know, there could <laughs> be cha- cool. championship players at some point of this. Like, yeah, they, you know, see how it goes. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely happy it's, that uh, all the, a lot of the concepts we were going with that you guys uh, definitely seem to enjoy it and picked up. Um, it, we've, we're constantly updating it. It's basically done, but there's even a few things that we're still trying out and have changed up a little bit since you guys have played. Uh, more more for like uh, production stuff and as far as how we're changing things around and trying to make it so it's not um, just some of the pieces a little smaller and easier to work with but yeah yeah I mean and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in on a, on a personal note something that I appreciated is after I mean and I'm sure he did this for the, the other game too when we were done what's the, the first thing you asked is is there anything that we can do better on this so I mean you you were humble like that. And you're really trying to make it a the best possible game. So again, you know, you know, kudos to you on that one because that's you know being humble like that and getting and actually being open to opinions is probably going to help you in the long run. So you know, when it comes time to uh, to make this go live or whatever you end up doing, um, you know, I will definitely be advertising the bejesus out of it because you know, again, credit where credits due. So good job, buddy. Well, thanks. Yeah, definitely uh, I appreciate a lot of fun. 
Yeah. So now we yeah, played. Now, um, now go, that go I ahead. played it. Oh, I was gonna say now that I've played it, and that was the game that you know you walk up on a table, Gen Con, and that I would probably walk away with a copy of. So pretty oh, yeah. easily, not even a second. You know, that is definitely be one of those games I'd pick up, even if it you know fifty. 60, 70 bucks, whatever the, the cost on it, it would be. So, oh, yeah. all right, let's bump that, that price tag Andy. up to let's see if we can get 80. Anybody yeah. going 80, for 80? 80, 80. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much is Twilight uh, Imperium? Saying, That's my goal. I would, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, or on Kickstarter, let, let's, let's try Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, yeah, all in bundle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's so one fifty. Yeah, well, stop it. This is why I don't kickstart games. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because you're because we're I mean we're all like collectors. Hey, so I kickstarted one game and I spent three hundred bucks on it. Yeah, well because yeah, because we're all collectors. And we won one game, Frosthaven. What was it? Frosthaven. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So. Yeah, Frosthaven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So so we played. You know, uh, the majority of us played that game, and there were some. Uh, you know, uh, Dave was there, uh, and again, Jeff, you didn't show up. You know, because you've had COVID for like. 10 years so that's your problem you need to go to a doctor um joke, jokes aside um so you know we all played that game and then uh we ended up sitting down to play a game with pretty much everybody or actually i think it was everybody there um and that was uh hot was it house on betrayal betrayal, betrayal at house on hill that's betrayal. what it is. house on yeah. the hill yes house on the hill yep. And uh, that was a that was a blast. So that any, was a fun game. Yeah. Anybody want to jump in on that one? That was probably my honestly out of all the games we played that night. That was probably my favorite one. Uh, we just had a great time with it. Our the story that we played just worked really well. Uh, it, none of us had really played it before, except I think you played it, Radis and Ryan. Had you played it before? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of me and my wife's favorite games. So it was great because we had two people who had already played it before, so we're able to kind of get us up and running really fast. Uh, it's quick to pick up. It's easy to learn. It was a lot of fun. It was the perfect number because we had the exact, around, exact right amount of people to max out the game. And just fun things happen in the game that, like, make it in the moment, and you're like, oh, shit, that just happened. That's awesome. Like, Dave got the spear. And oh, then, that which like, so I mean, Dave gets like the most powerful item in the game, and then he gets like a bunch of power ups, and then he also ends up being the big bad in the game. I mean, it yeah. was just it was like a perfect setting. We were perfectly spread out where we were basically effed. I got down in a basement that I couldn't get out of, so I was like the sacrificial lamb. It just everything worked out great. <laughs> and then you've got Quinn who when we break apart, we're like discussing our strategy. So Dave goes off to read his section and then we're reading our part and we're like okay we need to make sure we do x y and z and not let dave know about this and like 30 seconds into it quinn's like oh we yeah. gotta stop dave from doing that and dave's like oh okay well, i'm just gonna go do that then he's <laughs> like shut up quinn <laughs> yeah i think we had we had two betrayers in that game <laughs> hey it's okay you know but so Dave actually, like, he ended up winning. Like, once he found out what he had to do, we really didn't stand a chance, and he railroaded us. But uh, he called me the next day, and he's like, "Do you mind if I borrow that game?" I like, I got home and I told my kids about it. And, like, they want to bring some friends over and play. So he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." So I, oh, yeah. I let him come by and grab it, and I talked to him like two or three days later. I was like, "Hey, if you guys got to play," he's like, 
Yeah, we played once, and it kind of really scared my wife and oldest daughter, but my son's really into it, so he's going to bring some friends over from his school, and we're going to play later. So then, like, a couple days go by, and I ask him, like, so have you guys got to get through some of the scenarios? And he's like, no, we played once, and I've won both games, and apparently I'm a bad winner, so nobody wants <laughs> to play with me anymore. He is a bad winner. Anymore. I'm going to say that. Because uh, <laughs> it's Dave. Yeah, that's one of the I'm not I'll give it to him, him because... He got well. He got. He's getting picked on in D and D. He got as he should be on a couple of the board games. So I, I'll, I'll give him that. You know. <laughs> he spent. He spent half the It'd campaign on his was, back, you know, winning everything. <laughs> getting beat yeah, up. Yeah, betrayal. Well, betrayal is one of those games. It's. it's <laughs> uh, betrayal is one of those games. It's just awesome because of how creepy it is and it's not like like every everything you do there's like pretty much always some little creepy factor that happens with the cards and the events and everything um but yeah as jason as soon as you said that with his wife and kids i'm like oh that might not be a good play uh because some of those are like just super uh graphic and creepy um we actually just uh for uh, my wife's birthday, her mom was throwing her birthday party, and she always wants to play games now, too, because I've luckily converted her over to a gamer now. Um, and uh, she knew that her family wouldn't play it because, like, her grandma and her mom were going to be there. Um, so we actually ended up buying the Scooby-Doo version of it, which oh, nice. is, like, the kids' version. Yeah, it's it's Betrayal at Ma- uh, Mystery Mansion, I think. Um, but it's the Scooby-Doo version, so it's very... it's very uh watered down for creepy value it really does feel like a like a scooby-doo episode nice um personally like it's i will say it's a great kids version but it's not nearly as good as the original because i I guess just me being an adult i like all the story and the creepy factor (laughs) whereas the scooby-doo it's like oh well here we go again let's go get the person and unmask them and all those things but i i just love how betrayal plays out we um we actually just did one of our playthrough videos we just did uh which we haven't it's being edited right now but it was just such an epic game we got a werewolf scenario that i haven't had yet um and we were all running away we were doing we were trying to do what we had to do i think it was like we had to um first we had to find this special gun and then we had to find or or no, make. We had to we had to make silver bullets, but first we had to like roll an intelligence roll to know how to do that. Um, and as we're doing this, the werewolf is running around and he's killing all of us. And in the last like the last moments of the game, we're all dying one by one. There's two of us left. We're shooting at this werewolf as he's coming at us down the hall. And I had the gun. I shot. I hit him. But you had to. Or no, I'm sorry, I missed. You only had to hit him once because it was a silver bullet. And I missed, everyone kept missing, and then finally I die. Ashley picks up the gun off my body and shoots him once and just bam. So it was it was just a very epic game because it's it was literally a werewolf is chasing all these people around a house, killing them as he catches them, and then in the last moments, right before he kills that last person, they put one right between his eyes and done, he's dead. Nice. And it's just you know, it was just an epic story. It was like something that, like, this would play out. This is how a werewolf movie would go. Oh yeah. Now here's the question: Did she get bit? Very nice. 
She did not. Um, I don't know. See, I don't think uh, we actually looked at what the killer or the betrayer's mission was. Um, he did also have a dog. Um, so he had like his little dog companion that if he bit you could turn you into a werewolf. Or I think there was the possibility that you could be turned, but it didn't happen. So I don't know if the... Did you kill the, the dog? Because the dog could still come back. We did not kill the dog because we uh, the rules said we only had to kill the person, not the dog. I'm sorry. But, I'm uh, sorry, but your wife is done. She she the yeah. dog came to her. She was like, "Oh, cute doggy," and it's over. If anybody that knows my wife, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> you're both turned into a werewolf so. so fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. So we, you know, we had a good time with that one. Um, and, you know, I'm, we give Dave, you know, we do give Dave a lot of crap about everything, which, you know, he kind of brings it on himself. But um, I, I would say it, it was just so convenient. Everything just was so convenient. And, and it, yeah, it, it had to be him. There was no one else it could be. It was also just classic with Dave. You know, he was a betrayer. He goes off, reads his book, comes back. And we're in like two or three rounds. And all of a sudden, you can see it on his face. It dawns on him that he's going to win. And you just see him smiling and getting more and more into the game. Mm -hmm. And then it's like another two rounds, and he realizes, oh, I could win this a whole lot faster by doing whatever the ritual was that he needed to do. And so he's like, oh, and you just see it on his face, the pure joy. And I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out because I thought that was also just a great gaming experience just to see wasn't there a point where he just like stopped even trying to hide what his objective was because he knew he was going to win i feel like we kept asking and he was like no i'm not saying i'm not saying and then eventually he was just like yeah i have to go over here and do this and because do this he three just times. knew yeah 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 yep. well, yeah because he, he read it and he realized that if he did something he could add a point to his card and he only had to do it like five times and he's like oh I didn't realize that. I was like, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there was no way, no way we were going to win, especially after Jay got oh, took no. out. Well, we were so spread out. Like, I was in the basement. You had two people on the main floor, two people upstairs, and he literally just had to walk into a room, and it was game over. Yeah, it was right there. <laughs> like, he's, like, one move away, and he's, like, just sitting outside this room for, like, three rounds. And, like, that's when Quinn's like, doesn't you just need to go in the room? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's all, in, in Quinn's defense, it wasn't all he had to do, but that was what we wanted to stop him from doing. And I think he stayed outside the room just so that he could kill. We just Jason kept trying to kill people because he thought he had to yeah. kill people. Yep. Yeah. So. That's okay, though. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. that was honestly, like, that game was my highlight of the night. Like, we played several games, and. There was a bunch I wanted to play we never got to, but that one was I, – I had the most fun with that throughout the night. It was just a good time all around. Yeah, that's a, that's a great party game. Oh, yeah. You've got five people just because of the – it's not even – like I said, the game is simple, but, again, it, it's the interaction around the table that makes it so fun. Yeah. Especially yeah. when somebody reads something that's a little squeamish and you can see on their face that they're a little, little sit off by it. You know. So. Stop talking about me. <laughs> you know I'm put off by that stuff a little bit. It's fine. I wasn't no. talking about you. I know you weren't, but I'm just going to say you were because yeah. it, it happens every game. Somebody always, every single game I've ever played, if as long as there's new people, every single time, what kind of game is this <laughs> <laughs> when something creepy or gross Wait happens? <laughs> this, this game just became satanic. There's no way around it. Oh, that's a pentagram. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> whatever. Kill everyone. No, actually, that was the one of the only times, because I'm a super competitive person. Um, unless I'm going against Jeff, then I'm just competitive against him. But uh, it's one of the only times that I've lost a game that I probably enjoyed losing more than I would have if I won, if that makes sense. Because it was just so, it, it's just so comical in the end. So that's all I got to say about that. So after that game, uh, we, we played, I kind of sat out for a little while uh, because the next game we played was that five-player game, uh, which was the, gosh, I'm forgetting that one too. Good grief. I wrote them all down too. Was it? The Dead of Winter, Dead of Winter. yes, yes. Yes, it was Dead of Winter. Yeah. And I believe okay. that's a, that was a five-player game. So I, I decided to sit out, and I played the role of the narrator, basically, which is fine. And uh, does anybody want to take off on that one? So that one was a big push for me. I've had that game for a long time. I've got to play it a handful of times, but every time I've played it, it's been with maybe three people max, and it's one of those games I always felt you need a big group for. So I was really looking forward to playing like a big full person dead of winter game. It was okay, but I was honestly kind of disappointed. I felt like the game kind of just drug on and I think it might've been the scenarios we got, but it seemed like we just kept having to do the same thing yeah. over and over. It was very repetitive. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's one of those games that, you you know, I'm sure that the different scenarios, maybe some of them are more fun than others, but it, it, and I'm sorry to be bashing it, but it's it's almost like a one trick pony. Like you'll enjoy it the first few times you play it, but after a while, I don't I don't see myself wanting to play that all the time. I I would agree. I don't know that it has a ton of replay value for me anymore. With the caveat being, there is a, an expansion that I think expands up to six or eight players that turns it into There's actually two expansions. Uh, but one of them turns it into a competitive where you play teams against each other. So you have two teams of survivors and you each team has separate objectives and then you can actually battle with each other, I believe, too. So that could make the game a little more interesting. But overall, I don't know if it's going to have a ton of replay for me. Yeah, yeah I think the game yeah, it's... for that falls into the, the fallout where it's conceptually it's really nice and everything works really well, so there's not really any broken systems in the game. But you play about three or four scenarios in it, and you've seen everything that game can do. So unless you can get, like, a group of new people every fourth game, I think that puts a lot of stress on the one person who's playing it more and more. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's, it. You know, I think we had a fun time. I also think our game may have suffered because I don't think there was anyone trying to sabotage anything. We were all, you know, playing straight up. So no, that I, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, Ray. But um, yeah, we didn't have a betrayer in the group. We didn't. Nobody pulled the betrayal card. So yeah, so, agreed. Uh, that's what. It, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So I was, I was going to say two things. Which, and, and again, that's another one of uh, Ashley and my a game that we really like. Although it is true, we haven't played that one in a while. Although. I have gotten the expansion since then, and I need to throw those in and see how it changes it up. Um, but 
I will say from that game, I did that game didn't feel all that great that night because of one, there wasn't a betrayer, which always makes it more fun because then you kind of think you know or you don't know. But we pretty quickly figured out that nobody was trying to sabotage us. So I think that alone just kind of it just took away some of the stress and some what usually ends up in games I've played is the more fun part when you're kind of like, yeah, what are you doing? What's he doing? Is it, is it you? Is it you who's doing this? Um, but I also know for a fact that scenario that we got is from what, from what I've played, that is the scenario that is the most boring to me. Cause it's literally just, Hey, just pack up a bunch of food so we can leave. Yeah. That's all and, it was like every mission was yeah. let's go find more food. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it's that that is a very boring mission as well. So yeah, I and I I think those two things definitely contributed to that that particular game just didn't feel all that great that night. Yeah. And now the other thing too is I, I was playing the narrator, so I'm reading the the cards as they're coming out, and there's options, and nobody ever took the options that would either a screw everybody over. Or B, even if it was a, something that helped the group, it just was awesome, and I wanted to read it. Like I'd be like, oh, I guess I could put this card down. That sucks. So basically, also- what we did was we played out a zombie apocalypse as if we really wanted it to work out. Like, it wasn't a TV show zombie apocalypse. It wasn't a game or a board video game where bad shit's going to happen, people are going to get screwed. We played out the version that if you really want to survive the zombie apocalypse, do what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> which makes for a very boring yeah. game. <laughs> well, there also which... weren't any of the choices that came out. None of we didn't get a single one, at least not that I remember. Did I don't think we got a single one where it was a team vote. Every single yeah. one was just an individual. That's another one that makes it yeah. a little bit more fun because then you have kind of the back and forth of do we kick them out or do we not? And we didn't have a single one of those, which I couldn't believe. I, I they normally they may have had one. It was, it was probably like a super easy one that was like yeah, obvious yeah, that we were all going to do it. It wasn't like yeah. a anything where we were like, well, no, I want to keep this person alive, but no, I yeah. don't. And, yeah. And then we blew somebody up. That was fun. Did we blow somebody up? Yeah, I remember the... Or the, was that the other the, option we didn't do? That might have that been the, was the option other, we didn't yeah. do. It Dang was it. because I was the one that got that card, and I was and I was honestly at that point, I was in the mindset of, well, screw it. I want something cool to happen. So it was like, <laughs> do you want to shake the chemicals or do you want to set them down gently? I was like, no, let's shake them up. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it turned out like it made something good for us. And it was like, yeah. oh, all right, no. Yeah, I, I was hoping the whole place was going to blow, but yeah. sure. <laughs> so you were playing. You were playing Paul for that that particular round. Got a it. little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yes. For, for in that instance, I was just kind of like, yeah. Let's see what happens. This is probably bad. WWPD. <laughs> you know what would Paul do? <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, during that game, that's when uh, we we started losing people because uh, Dave's employment jobbed him and we'll just leave it like that as far as the time off you don't you don't make the guy work in the morning the next day i'm just saying anyway prior to that matt there was one there was another game that we played so you had mentioned that you had played shards of infinity when radis and i were playing trakar Mm -hmm. while you were playing trakar with quinn uh myself dave 
and Raidus, we played Unearth, which is a oh yeah yeah dice management. It's, it's a game I love. I I think it's a beautiful game. I like dice games. It's dice management where you're making some rolls and making some decisions on uh, the cards you want to place your dice on, and ultimately you're adding up these point values to capture cards, and then you want to capture light cards to earn points at the end of the game. Uh, and then each player has a deck of cards in their hand they can play that can change the outcome of dice or allow you to re-roll or move dice around. Uh, it's a game I always really enjoy, and it's, it's one of those, the more people you have, the more fun it is. And, and who won that one? I, I think I took first place they, in that one. Raiders yep. got second. Yeah, nice. No, that was a fun game. It takes it uh, takes that uh, smash up where you're trying to take the bases, but instead of having the combat, everyone's kind of like bidding. So when you roll, if you need to, you know, the base is a thirteen, and then when you're putting your dice out there, it's like, okay, I can get it within four, but do I want to do that because I still don't have enough of the mat, you know, the most of that thirteen to actually capture it. So, but I don't want to give it to Paul, so I put my points over here somewhere completely irrelevant. So yeah, it, it's 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 a very the art and it's fantastic. I loved it. I enjoyed playing it. Very simple game at first, but again, a lot of those decisions on the dice are a lot of thought behind it. However much you want to put into it, or you can sit down and just play a very very mindless game and enjoy it, enjoy the art, and enjoy the table conversation. So yeah. what's the price I point on that, that game one? as well? It's about twenty bucks. Oh, so yeah, I mean everybody, I'm, everybody should just buy it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's 20 bucks. What, what are you going to lose, right? Especially when you're talking about board games and replay replayability, you know. Yeah. I, I know, um, I know I, I'll go, you know, obviously not right now, but I'll go watch a movie for whatever, 15 bucks and then buying popcorn and all that stuff. Buy a $20 game and it'll last you longer. I'm just saying. Buy a $50 game. Buy your car. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would hold against Unearth, like I could see our group, that could definitely be a main staple, um, but you really need to know your audience. You know, if you've got people who are more, I don't, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's, it's a good game. I, I do recommend it, but I don't think it's a game that everyone's going to enjoy. It's very kind minimalist. Of, like there's, yeah, there's not a lot of components. Uh, you have some cards, you have some dice. Uh, that, that's really it. Yeah, and like I said, it's not overly flashy, which I think for a lot of people getting into board games, if the board game is too flashy, it scares them. And if it's not flashy enough, they think, oh, there's not enough meat to it. Um, which, in that Unearthed game, there's not a lot to it, but the meat that there is really good. But if you don't get into it in those first two rounds, it's going to be you know, a 20-minute game of you being bored. So... That's as much as I would say, as, as a board gaming group, yes, I do recommend it. I think it's a great game to have on your shelf. As a game to buy, if you're just getting into it, I would say don't and try to find a copy that somebody else owns and tries it. Because, yeah, it's, it's only 20 bucks, but for a starting game, it's going to get more people than that. There's a lot of other $20 games I, I would recommend to even a very light core gaming group. I would put that one more in the medium to upper you know, where you're, you're, you you have a group that will play the Gloomhaven, which is the really in-depth, or all the way down to an Unearth, but that has just as much strategy as a Drakkar, as we spoke, or a Chess, or something along that line, but doesn't have the visuals where it's like, oh, this has got 1,600 pieces to it. And it's like, oh, the little pieces. No, it's a very simple, basic game 
that is more in your mind than it is on the table. So I think that's fair. Oh yeah. So after we played Dead of Winter, which we handily beat that one, if I remember correctly, wasn't it wasn't yep. wasn't oh, yeah. too close at all. Um, you know, we had no. enough, we had enough time to play one more thing, right? So you know, we're playing all these board games, got dice rolling, got all kinds of cool so, stuff, and what do we decide to do? Cheating game. It's the cheat. Oh, we oh, definitely you, we had see, the advantage. See? Yep, hey, see, I'm not the one who set it up. They cheated. I'm not the one who set <laughs> set it up. That would that would we be you, Jason. Cheat. <laughs> we just we just exploited our advantages. Okay. Yeah, the cheating. higher t- they had the high ground. Let's put we it had that the way. high ground. Exactly. Had we the had high the ground. high ground. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it wasn't cheating. We just you know we but, had the we couldn't physically get our pieces onto your table because there was a lip. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> yeah. That was your problem. They, so they weren't so, our tables. So, so for, the audience <laughs> might want some context, and and, and the oh, audience might want to know what that. the game is. So, uh, so Good night, folks, run with it, Jay. It's your game. So we we finished the night. We rounded it off playing a game of Flick 'em Up, which, if you have not played Flick 'em Up, is a Western theme dexterity game where you have a bunch of wooden meeples with cowboy hats on. You have um, a an old west town so you have all these wooden pieces that make up buildings and then you have little pieces that you flick that represent movement and bullets and we played just a straight up death match so it was last team standing but there's actually a lot of scenarios you can play where you have to capture objectives or one team's maybe trying to stop another team from doing something in town but we just played a straight up team death match last team standing and Ideally, this game works best on a big open table, kind of like a pool table. A pool table works really good for this game with the felt. Um, at the setup we had, we had two card tables that uh, the surface on them just wouldn't work well for that game. And then I had several six-foot folding tables. And when we put the two folding tables together, <laughs> one was about an eighth of an inch higher than the other one which Radis and I started on the low table, and those guys yeah. started on the high table, and Radis and I could not physically get our pieces onto their table. Like, literally, you would flick your movement piece or you would flick your bullet, and it would hit that edge and just stop. So you guys had the high ground. You never came down onto our table. We couldn't Correct. physically get up on yours, and you basically just sat there and picked us off one after another. It was yeah. a bloodbath. You eventually got up there. I think you well, lock, I think we had to like flick a piece super hard and it shot up and bounced on the table. And then where it landed, the guy was in like such awful position that yep. he had like three guys next to oh, him. Yeah, he, he and gone. he didn't get to go again until all three of your guys went. He was dead. <laughs> he was dead before yep. it ever got back to him. I mean, haven't you guys seen episode three of Star Wars? I mean, you should have learned your lesson right there. You should have just forfeited. You'd have kept all your arms and legs. That would have been great. I forgot. How did we pick who got what side? Was it just chance? I or think we did just we actually... went and walked. I don't think it, yeah. when we started the game, we realized that one table was higher than the other because oh. it okay. was such. I mean, it was such a small. Yeah, we didn't notice until well, you tried going over when you're it. Flicking that piece, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and, right. And I mean, looking looking at it, I mean, we. I think we both understood. Well, what we thought was that it's going to be a hard time getting over the middle, no matter what, just because there's that divot. However, right. you know, I didn't know that we had the high ground. So, uh, hey, and it was it was a bloodbath. As I don't it, think you lost one person, <laughs> did you? 
I, I think like one guy got hit uh, once or something like that, or maybe two yeah. guys got hit. It was yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. You got smoked. That was, that was actually my first uh, dexterity game too. So I was really happy we played that because I hadn't had a chance to to play one before, and the concept of it was interesting to me, but not enough that I would have ever bought it myself and gave it a shot. So it would the only way I would have ever played it was at someone's house. So I was really happy that we tried that out. Um, the only thing, I, and I guess you might have semi answered it, Jason. So can you set up? I mean, can the board or the table that you're playing on be any, basically any shape you want? Or is the game yeah. actually suggest using like a pool table or something? I don't know. No, I mean, you could, you can set up. So there's an Put actual the booklet that comes with it that lays out like 15 different game scenarios and shows you how to set up the town. Or so, mm-hmm. so you put this building here, this building this far away, or you can just kind of create your own town, which we did. Um, and yeah. then there's different objectives, but yeah, you could set it up. I mean, you could play it on the floor if you had a smooth surface. Like you could maybe play it on like a really fine carpet, but if you have like a shag carpet, you would. It's it's got to be a pretty flat level surface, but yeah, you could put it on just about anything. Yeah, ours was pretty nice because honestly, I mean, thematically, it was basically like that was like that was Main Street of the old West Town. Like you had to walk from one side of the other to the street, and just that's where all the shootouts happen. (laughs) So they actually do have Ryan. You might like this. They have a Dead of Winter version of that game as well, too. So it's a co-op game where you're trying to survive, and uh, what happens is anytime there's a zombie attack. You actually get like a very large, it's like a slide. And uh, you, who's ever playing the zombies flicks their piece, places the slide there, and then actually drops zombie meeples down the slide. And then if they hit any uh, of your players, they become zombies. Oh, awesome. <laughs> nice. Raining zombies. That's, that, that would be awful. Game over. <laughs> if it, I mean, if it's raining zombies, it's game over. I'm just saying. So, um, you know, Game Again was awesome. Um, definitely want to do that again sometime soonish. I just don't know when that'll be, but uh, you know, we'll call it. It doesn't have to be a birthday. We can just get together and do stuff because life. But, yep. but uh, kind of in you know, kind of starting to wrap this up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, we've done a board gaming podcast before, uh, but, you know, we've got some new people on here and maybe some uh, some of us have played some different games, but um, throwing it out there, uh, I'll start with Radis, but uh, what games are you playing right now? And I'm going to throw this one in there. What game do you want to play that maybe you haven't or you haven't in a while? So are you just like just games in general? Yeah. Well, like okay. bo- board games. Okay, board games. I say. Uh, unfortunately, my situation down here, board games are a little minimalistic because of COVID and one of my board game people moving off to Texas. So down here, I'm not really playing a whole lot Boom. currently. Um, I do have access to Tabletop Simulator to try to play some on there. Um, so my bi-weekly Gloomhaven is still going on for that. Um I am looking forward to Frosthaven next year, which I kind of mentioned that it was the only game I picked up off of uh, Kickstarter. Um, I still really want to, you know, we've mentioned it in the last board game, but I still really want to play fourth edition Twilight. Yeah. 
We're probably all going to say and, that. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, and, I have it. So if we set one up, we set yeah. up the next board game. I can bring it. Nice. Mm. Uh, th- yeah, that becomes a board game day for that. Um, board but, game weekend. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's, that's a weekend game. <laughs> yep. Um, I will also say the last time I was in town, we started the six man Dune. Um, that got derailed by drinking. <laughs> was getting ready to start happening. So um, that's really what I'm looking forward to is us sitting down and getting a full six player game of Dune from start to finish. Um, just the what two or three rounds we got to play, just seeing how ruthless that game is going to oh, be. It's going to be really intrigues me. Oh, yeah. So cool. What about you, Jay? So I've been horrible, and I'm probably going to get kicked off this board game channel. Oh, hang on. Let me get that real quick. <laughs> Outside of our D&D campaign that we have going, I have not played a single game since Game Again. Oh. But I have several that I really want to. So all of you guys were extremely generous in Game Again and brought me several birthday presents. So uh, Dave had brought me one deck dungeon, which... Shame on me for not playing because it's a solo game, so I should just sit down and play it. Uh, but I, I definitely want to get into that one. Ryan, you got me Odin's Ravens. I haven't played it yet, but I have watched several playthroughs, and it looks outstanding. Like, I love the, the idea of the Loki cards and how they change the outline of the course that you can remove cards or you can make people have to go outside the path or switch them around. And just, like... I've opened it up and I've went through it and it's, it's a beautiful game. Kind of like I talked about Unearth, like I love the aesthetics of it. That Odin's Raven, the aesthetics on it are just outstanding. And then the rest of you guys all went in together and got me a copy of Aeon's End Legacy, which I have specifically not played because I don't want to play it without you guys. You guys got it. It's a game that I want to play as a group together. It's a legacy game. I want us to get through the story. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. And uh, thank you to your wife for making sure she gave us that idea. Yep. Which is awesome. All right, Ryan, what are you playing and what are you planning on playing? Um, well, obviously playing a lot of Jakar, like constantly. What? But um, for, <laughs> for other people's games, so uh, like I kind of mentioned before, now that we've started doing the playthrough, uh, videos as well for Omni Lucid Media, um, which has been fun doing those. So that's another one. We do have one of uh, Odin's Ravens, Jason. Um, we we like backlogged. I don't even know how many games. At, at least five different games. So they're all just being edited, and then eventually it'll get um, put up when they're done. But um, one that I had and I hadn't got to play until then was actually Champions of Midgard, which I just instantly fell in love with it's such a fun game um it's a worker placement um which i'm noticing more and more that i really enjoy worker placement games um i always think like no i don't think those are but yeah i i love like every worker placement i play um but that one's just awesome it's another viking game you get to uh you roll dice you can you fight monsters you fight trolls you can sail across the sea to fight bigger monsters um you have to like recruit your army um yeah, it's just a it's a really fun game. Um, the other one we've been playing a lot of is called Here to Slay. Uh, it's a new game that came out recently by um, the Unstable Unicorns group. 
Um, so if you play Unstable Unicorns, it's you know a card game, and it's 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 pretty fun. I mean, it's it seems like it's more aimed towards kids, but really, it's one of those games that's for everybody. Um, but Here to Slay makes it a little more. I don't want to call it an RPG, but a little more you know, RPG like, because you're getting different classes and you're going to fight monsters. Um, so that one's been fun. Um, yeah, God, I don't know. We've just been playing so many lately. Jaws is a great one. That would actually be one that I think if we do another board game night, I would really love to bring and have everybody play. Cause it's a one verse all. So that's all. It's a lot of fun playing Jaws. Um, but yeah, so those are the games I've been playing. The one that I really want to play is called Alter Quest. Uh, it's uh, new. It's, it hasn't come out yet. It's a Kickstarter game. It's by Blacklist Games, um, and they they have a bunch of awesome games. But that's it's it was their ode to um, to Hero Quest, is what they kind of said. The creators they used to play Hero Quest as kids. They loved it, so they you know they wanted to make kind of a like their homage to Hero Quest. So this is called Alter Quest. Uh, it's gonna be. It's like shipping out right now. So I'm just nice. like sitting here, chomping at the bit, waiting. Like people in Australia are getting theirs, and I'm just like, oh God, I, I just want to be Australian so bad right now, <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to play this game. Uh, but it's supposed to be here by uh, either end of October or early November. So I don't have a whole lot longer to wait. But that's definitely what I'm looking forward to playing right now. That's awesome. Ryan, did you see that Hero Quest is coming back out? I did. Um, and it's just it's so expensive. Oh that, it is. But and, it's one of those like I'm probably gonna have to bite the bullet and do it. And I'm running out of time because the HasLab crowdfunding is almost up. I think they're only gonna have it open for forty five days. So they're starting it on HasLab and they're doing a base game for like ninety nine. And then they're doing an all-in for 150 and that gives you, like, two expansions. But if yeah. you do it through the crowdfunding, you're also getting, like, just like a Kickstarter, you're getting several additional things that will only be available through the HasLab. And then if you buy retail after, you won't be able to get the full, complete game, which is complete BS. Yep, that's that FOMO kicking in. Uh, yep. I know. <laughs> that's, where it, that's where it gets you. And that's the thing. Is, so I never played HeroQuest as a kid. I didn't know anybody that had it. I honestly didn't know anything about HeroQuest until, you know, like really, really diving back into board games. Um, from what I've seen, it looks, I mean, it looks like it'd be fun. Everyone said it's basically D&D, the board game edition. Um, but now the fact that I'm getting AlterQuest... And the fact that me and my buddies have a D&D game, it's kind of like, eh, do I really need to go this route? But I yeah. wouldn't recommend getting it unless you had it growing up. So it's one of those games. Yeah. It's a dungeon crawl. It's, it's a nostalgia. It was, it was one of the first games to really do miniatures in a dungeon crawl accessible mm -hmm. that wasn't D&D. And it was fun. It's been done a lot better so many times now. There's a lot of games out there that are just 100 times better. But if you grew up with it, I mean, it was it was a blast when I was, you know, nine, ten years old and had all these pieces running around the dungeon. So it's yeah, for me, it's a complete nostalgia thing that I want. And the one coming out, I think, is literally the same game with a facelift. Like they didn't change That's, the mechanics. Yeah. They didn't uh, update it with modern gaming standards. They've literally just given it a facelift, make it look nicer, add some better looking minis, some better looking cards. 
um, and totally going for that nostalgia buy. Yeah, that's what worries me about it is that they, they just reskinned it. Yeah, they reskinned it, which, uh, and again, like you said, I, that's where I'm like, yeah, it's a total nostalgia thing. There's a lot of dungeon. I mean, I have a good amount of dungeon crawlers, Alter Quest coming in. The Hellboy yeah. game is an, I freaking love that. It's an awesome dungeon crawler. So it's kind of a, I don't think I really need it. And the fact that the, where the price point is at, if it was a little cheaper, I would just get the base game. There was no way I was going to do the all in. Um, Luckily, I've been pretty good about keeping my FOMO under control lately <laughs> with <laughs> Kickstarter and board games. But, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, really quick for, for me personally, um, as far as the what we've been playing, I'm, you know, I, I play my games when Raidus comes into town and or somebody pops over. So, uh, with it pretty much just being Raidus uh, and, and whoever comes when he comes into town, it's it, we've been playing that Dune game a couple a couple of games, which is fan. It's a fantastic game. We will be talking about that in the future uh, for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, and I'm with you. I want to get a six player game of that going. Um, but as far as what I want to play, uh, there's really you know besides Twilight Imperium, obviously, right? Um, I kind of want to get a, a a good old fashioned game of Axis and Allies again it's been i mean man it's been since before my dad passed and that we've played that and i i I, i'm kind of ready now because that was me and my dad's uh game that we used to play all the time so that's the one i want to get together and and do that sometime but i want to do it like we've talked about i want five people who have played it a few times they know the rules so that we don't because because we can't i just don't want to start over again like as far as that yeah. goes so it'll be a select group when we do it um i'm cool with training people i mean like that's cool as long as we know that's what we're doing but i'd rather have myself kind of narrating it and helping them and have five brand new people play and then you know get them into it that way we can have more people so but yeah right. that's that's what i want to play these days um i've been uh, mulling over getting the uh I can't remember what the anniversary was, but the anniversary edition of it that came out a while ago, um, because it's, I mean, again, it's probably, ah, man, might be my favorite board game. I'm not sure, you know, because it kind of goes back and forth between a couple of them. So, yeah, so that's that. Um, So, you know, we're wrapping up, and I'm going to start with Radis on this because he's going to say nothing. Um, But, uh, you know, Radis, do you got any plugs? Well, nope. Like I said before, I work for a living. Um, just now beginning to expand into some other stuff for this channel. So cool. And then, uh, Jason, what do you got going? Anything? Get out and vote. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! First edit of the podcast. <laughs> yep, we're gonna edit that. This is a non-political one. Click. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Ryan. What do you got? Please plug, get all whatever websites, whatever email, whatever, throw it out there. Yeah, uh, as we've just been kind of talking through the game. So we, uh, so Omni Lucid Media is the uh, main, like, I guess, head of the company. Um, which hopefully we haven't been confusing people too much because we are brand new. There's literally uh, three of us for the entire team. Um, but so Omni Lucid Media. Uh, so it's, you can find it on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, but then we also have uh, kind of the branches off of it. So there's Omni Lucid Games, um, which is just specifically um, 
the games that we're going to be making, obviously Drakkar is our first one. We already have a couple other games set up and, you know, that we've prototyped and all that, but, you know, one at a time. Um, and then we just now with the uh, playthroughs and more of the um, YouTube comment, uh, content um, that isn't Drakkar related, we are doing OmniLucid Presents. So that's where you're going to see us doing the playthroughs of Odin's Ravens, Champions of Midgard. Uh, the Here to Slay one is already out. Uh, we did a live um, playthrough of the Godzilla Tokyo Clash board game, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, that's another game I'd definitely recommend. It, it, you're just running around throwing buildings and monsters at each other. Um, it, it's a pretty, pretty good one. Um, so, yeah, all of those. So, like I said, uh, OmniLucid Media, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Um, eventually, we'll be on, you know, we'll have Drakkar on Kickstarter. Um, but, yeah, and then definitely, uh, I know you guys always plug all the uh, local places. Oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, tomorrow's just our... Oh, oh. It? Nope, it's tomorrow's yesterday. It's You're TSY. Right. Oh, it is still, tomorrow's yesterday. Well, it's not, yep. but that's what we call but it. But it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the actual top name cut. now? Top Cut. <laughs> top that's cut. right. Yeah, Top Cut. <laughs> um, man, I still remember. You guys always talk about us, and I always think, did you guys ever go to Clark's? Oh, yeah. okay. Clark that's, that's another podcast, dude. Yep. We'll do okay. that another day. <laughs> Just yeah, curious. Yeah. Sorry, I had to get that out while I'm on Because I might be able to get in contact with the family, because they were my neighbors growing up. Yeah, I see it when I come in town. Um, but yeah, so out there by you guys, definitely going to uh, uh, Top Cut now. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're out here in uh, like the Joliet area, and there's a place here called the Wandering Dragon. Um, another really cool little uh, uh, board game shop. Um, it's pretty cool. He's got a awesome selection in there. He does. He does. He sells a. He has a whole like room basically sectioned off for uh used games that he's bought um bought back from people and trade-ins and stuff so uh you can always find really good deals in there he's good about marking them down some of them are missing pieces but he always like inventories everything and says hey you know here's axis and allies it's missing two two of the japanese bombers or something you know he's he's really good about that um but they also host um game you know game session not sessions but you know game weekends and stuff for people to come in so yeah that's a uh, definitely another one to check out um and yeah and our media guy is ord's board on youtube uh he's actually out there with you guys uh he's uh in rockford i don't know if he wants me to say where he works but yeah he works <laughs> so we won't say that he but works. yeah he's a, yeah he works <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely another one to check out. He's our media guy for uh, Drakkar and Omni Lucid, and he does a lot of cool stuff. So give him a plug too. All right, cool man. Um, and then, well, it's, you you hit one of mine, so that's cool. Uh, Top Cut loves Park. Um, also, uh, Cataclysm Games in uh, Machesney Park, Illinois. They are fantastic. Again, they're super super friendly people. Um, you know, when when things open back up, they've got a giant room for minis and board games and all kinds of stuff. Um, but again, I always say support your local businesses because, you know, that's, that's the right thing to do. And, uh, Cataclysm has, uh, very affordable, uh, games there to, to go along with that. And then, um, as always, I'm going to plug a couple of podcasts, uh, that being, uh, Saturday Night Freak Show, uh, that's Colin in the game. Uh, they, uh, review one movie every Saturday, um, so it's Halloween season, so they're going to be doing a lot of Halloween-y kind of uh, uh, monster movies and those kinds of things, so check them out. And then uh, 
Our friend Raven J uh, does retro, retro, retro. So definitely check that one out. Um, again, it's retro topics, and uh, we are uh, the Game Files podcast. If you haven't figured that out already, um, if you uh, would like to get in contact with us, right? You know, we we're working on networking and doing our thing. But if you uh, want to send us any suggestions or anything like that, we're at the Game Files podcast at gmail.com. and then we do have a Facebook page, um, the Game Files podcast. So. Uh, definitely check us out. Keep us on your uh, you know lists. Like and subscribe, and all that other garbage that everybody says at the end of every video. Um, so again, I want to say thank you to Radis, Jason, and Ryan. It's been fun. Uh, we'll definitely have to do this again soon. Uh, both game again and a and a podcast together. So appreciate you guys uh, joining me for a few minutes. Yep. All right. Yeah. So this Peace is the out, internet. Peace out, internet. Yeah. So this is the Game Files podcast. Y'all take care. Peace. Later. You forgot about the essence of the game. It's about the cones. Move my abbot to the ocean hex, which moves my brinksman to the devil's lair and pushes my farmer, yes, my humble farmer, directly into the central cone. Ha, 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 ha.